powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. It's ready for it. Just put this in the atmosphere in advance. Say, every answer I need, I'm about to get. Come on, let's make our confession of faith together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we ask that you have your way today. Give the glory and speak to us. Let your word penetrate every place in our lives. Let your word answer every prayer. God, we ask that today this word fall on ears that are doers and not just hearers. You said, blessed are those that are doers. So I pray that the spirit to do after we've heard today would be locked in us. What does that mean? That we would not leave just hearing something good. We would not log off having just heard something good. But we will leave and log off ready to do something good. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. I want you to encourage somebody on your left and your right. Say, your prayers are working. Uh-uh. When you say that, they got to put some authority behind that. Look at somebody else and tell them, say, your prayers are working. Say, the delay was because they were in the factory. But in the second half, you're going to see what you prayed for. I don't really like the way that you said that, so I need you to say it with authority. Say, my prayers are working. And in the second half, I'm going to see what I prayed for. I'm going to walk in what I worship for. I'm going to hold what I had to go through for. I'm going to see what I suffered for. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So this series is called Summer School. And what is summer school? It is courses um, that you take during the summer months and vacations for remedial purposes. Remedy, and when we think of remedial, we often think of a negative connotation, but it's not. The word remedy, um, the remedial comes from the word remedy, which means to cure. Which means in this month, God says, there's some things I'm going to cure in you. And if I cure it, that means you're not going to have that problem again. And for some of you, the last day of the issues you've been having, watch me, those days have already shown up in your life. 
This month, God says, I'm putting some periods on some things where there needs to be some periods. I'm setting some things down that need to be shut down. I'm pivoting some things that need to be pivoted. This is a month where God says, I'm going to cure some things in you. And also, I'm going to give you the remedy. The remedy means this is the prescription. This is the antidote. These are the steps that you need to take. And for some of you, you've had confusion. But this month, God's going to give you your next steps. For some of you, you've been uncertain. But this month, God's going to give you your next steps. Open up your mouth. Say, this is summer school. This is. But it also is for advancement, both personally and professionally. So this month is all about, hear me, when other people are retreating in the summer months, you and I are going to be advancing in the summer months. While other people are pulling back, you and I are going to be advancing. Watch me, not just advancing, but we're going to be accelerating, which means we're going to go further and we're going to go there faster. I wish I had faith in this building and don't lie. Somebody said, I'm going further, faster. I you're going to make more progress in July than you did the first six months of this year. You're going to make more progress in August than you did the first seven. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? That while everybody else is pulling back, God's about to launch you forward. While everybody else is chilling, God's about to make you conquer. So this series is designed to eliminate unnecessary destruction in your life. Why? The Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, my people, uh, not the world, not people that don't believe in the Lord. God says my people are destroyed. And here's what they're destroyed for, a lack of knowledge, which means, watch me, knowledge is what God is after you getting. Because when you know better, you can what you can do better. And for some of you, you're, the missing link in your life has been that you did not know what you did not know. So God brought you to summer school this month to make sure that every missing link is filled in, that every blank is filled in. Your knowledge is about to increase. And here's what I love about the person sitting next to you is that they're not just a person that hears it. They're a person that once they hear it, they're about to go do something with it. Here's how you know. Watch their praise when I count to three. Every doer is about to put a praise in the atmosphere that indicates I don't just hear the word. When I hear it, I'm going to do something. One, two, three. Look at your role. Look at your section. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Come on, Twitter. Come on, app. Come on, website. Somebody shout, I'm about to do better. So this word, this word is called prayer is a factory. Come on, we got to get to it. Say prayer is a factory. Prayer is misunderstood by most people. Most people, when we pray, we don't really understand what we're doing. We don't really understand why we do it. But prayer is a bedrock at harvest. That's why we pray not only, watch me, one week time a week, but we pray every day all the time. Prayer is a lifestyle. If you grew up in church, people would say you need to have a prayer life. Here's what I don't like about that is it insinuates that prayer is something I do as part of my life instead of prayer being my lifestyle. See, prayer, watch me, is the way that I move. It's the way that I breathe. I need prayer like a fish needs water. I need prayer like Hagen needs Dawes. I need prayer like Ben needs Jerry. I need prayer. It's not a prayer life. Prayer is my life. Prayer is the reason you haven't lost your mind. Prayer is the reason you haven't snapped, crackled, and popped. Prayer is the reason that when you should have failed and faltered, God stepped in and interrupted it. Prayer is the reason you're the curse breaker in your bloodline. Prayer is the reason you're doing better than people that you went to school with. Prayer is the... I wish you'd just look at somebody and say, prayer did this. Prayer... But prayer is misunderstood by most people. James 5.16 says the prayers of a righteous person. Let's break it down. Righteous means in right standing with God. And the Bible teaches us that when Jesus sacrificed his life, Jesus, the anthropos, 100% God, 
100% man. So much God you can believe he's man, so much man you can believe he's God. Literally, God placed himself in a body and said, let me pay the price for your sin once and for all. So that all you have to do is receive me and accept me and accept the work that I did on Calvary. And then you get what's called imputed righteousness. Say that with me imputed righteousness which means God says I'll give you credit for living like me even though you never lived like me which means when you open your mouth I don't see you I don't see your mistakes I don't see your failures when you open your mouth as a Christian you are covered under the blood that he shed 2,000 years ago. Why is that good news? Which means when it says the prayer of a righteous person, it doesn't just mean that I've done everything right today so I can pray. It doesn't just mean that I feel like I've been good today so I can pray. It means that even in my worst, dirtiest, most wretched moment, he still makes me in right standing. Would you elbow somebody and say, God has made you righteous. And because he's made us righteous, that means we can live righteously. See, I'm not trying to become. He already made me that so that I, every day I strive to live out what he's made me. So when the Bible says the prayer of a righteous person, say your first and last name. It's talking about you. And even when you don't feel righteous, it's still you. Even when you make mistakes, it's still you. Have you ever had days where you're like, I can't pray today because I've been tripping today. God says that's when you need to open up your mouth and pray the most. The prayer of a righteous person, somebody said it's talking about me, has great power. Shut your mouth. The word power in Greek is the word dunamis, which means it's miracle working power. It's like dynamite, which means when I pray, things change. When I pray, things can't go back to being the way they were. When I pray, heaven responds. When I pray, doors open. When I pray, the doors lift up. When I pray, situations change. When I pray, miracles manifest. When I pray... When I pray, family members get saved. When I pray, cancer got to go. When I pray, money got to come. When I pray, resources got to show up. When I pray, he turns the heart of kings in my favor. Would you look over at somebody and say, your prayer has power. Put a praise behind it right there. When I pray, things turn. When I pray, things shift. When I pray, things transform. When I pray, things have to be different. When I pray, heaven got to come down. When I pray, situations got to turn around. When I pray, somebody say, my prayer has power. Look at the Bible. Look at the Bible. Look at the Bible. Look at the Bible. The prayer of a righteous person has great, shout it. Uh-uh, you got to shout it, 915. Online, you type it in all caps. It has great. Watch these last few words, because this is where we misunderstand it. We shouted about the power, but the power is in the process. Let me back that thing up. We shouted about the power. Shout it one more time. But the power is in the process, because watch the Bible. As it is working. As makes this phrase a mathematical equation, which means the great power is in the process. Let me say it another way. The great power is in the delayed process. The great power is in the process, which means this. Say, my prayer, my prayer. is a factory. Prayer announces the end. Mm. I don't like your silence. What I prayed for was the end product. 
I don't like what y'all doing at me at this 915. When I prayed, I was announcing the end result. But the end result announces and starts a process to produce what I prayed for. So you prayed to have a godly spouse. That's the end result. But it started a process over here that's going to make you worthy of a God. That's going to make you attract what you asked for. That's going to make you better. Let's walk it out. Let's walk it out. Let's walk it out. Let's walk it out. Prayer announces an end. Your prayer is the end result. Your prayer is the end result. But it starts a process to produce what you prayed for. So, so let's just use some of the props on the stage. So you say, God, I want to graduate. And maybe it's not school. Maybe you want to graduate to a new circle of people. Maybe you want to graduate to a new level of income. Maybe you want to graduate to a new level of relationship with God. So your prayers announce the end. And we shout about the end. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, here it is. Let's shout in advance. You ready? For every end that your prayers have already announced. Come on, I don't need no music to shout. I don't need a band to shout. Can you make a sound in this building and online that says, I know that what I prayed for, I'm about to see it. I'm about to touch it. I'm about to walk in it. I'm about to live in it. But this is the end. That's the end. This is the end. Watch me. It starts a process. Let's, let's get this out the way. Because you shouting over that. God says, well, if you want that, let's go to school. Now, ain't nobody shouting about going to class. But if you don't go to class, you're never going to graduate. And I'm going to tell somebody, you're like, it's not working. It is working. Prayer started the process that's about to get you to what you prayed for. Everything you're going through right now is a factory producing what you prayed for. And I need you to open up your mouth and say, everything I'm going through right now is a factory producing what I prayed for. So, you prayed, you said, God, I want to I advance in my career. God says, great, you shouting over it. I can't wait till they give me this office. I can't wait till they give me this offer. I can't wait until they got a nameplate on the outside of the door. God is like, amazing. But I'm going to make you deal with some trifling co-workers first. Because how can you manage what you do not know how to manage? How can you lead what you're not prepared to lead? Because when God blesses you, he wants to make sure you keep it. And I don't know who needs to hear this. Thank God that your factory was getting you ready for what you prayed for. Because when you get it, watch me, you're not going to lose it like other people. Other people got it, but they lost it because they got out of the factory too fast. But those of us that have been in the factory for a little while, can I get you to rejoice that God wants to make sure when you get it, you're going to keep it forever and ever and ever and ever. His favor is for a lifetime. What you're experiencing now is the factory to produce what you prayed for. 
What you prayed for was announcing the end. It just didn't reveal the process. You didn't know that process was going to feel hopeless sometimes. But I'm holding on to what I prayed for. If y'all don't, I'm not even playing with you. You didn't know that sometimes it was going to make you want to give up. Sometimes it was going to make you want to cuss people out. Sometimes it's going to make you say, God, are you even real? Are you even with me? Do you even care? Here's what I've discovered. The, the bigger what you've asked for is, the more steps you have to go through in the factory. It takes years to make a Rolls Royce. Which means what God is producing in you and through you, he couldn't get this thing done in a couple of days or a couple of weeks. See, for some of us, you've had prayers that you said, God, this has been taking a while. Why? Because we are producing something that's going to be of high quality and that's going to be of high value. Please make this declaration over yourself. Say, my prayers are working. Let's look at the verse one more time. James 5, 16. It says that the prayer of a righteous person has great power. Shout it with me, y'all. As it is working. So the power of prayer is not even just this, the end. The power of prayer is from this. Because here's how you think it's going to go. Okay, God, I've been in school one day. I'm ready for it. He didn't tell you. I'm going to let you be here. But watch me. But I got to make sure you're strong enough for what you pray for. Because what you pray for has some weight on it. And I need to make sure you don't punk out because it's too heavy for you. For every person that's been under pressure, good. You know why? God is making sure you can carry the weight of what you prayed for. I got to make sure. I, I got to make sure. I got to make sure that you're bold. Because, because what you prayed for, what you prayed for, you, you, can't, you, you can't be weak. What you prayed for, you thought you dealt with some haters. You ain't seen haters until you get to the level you're about to go to. They were talking about you because of your dream. What they going to do when you finally get it? They were talking about you because of your plans. What they going to do when you finally walk it in your plans? That's me. I got to make sure. I got to make sure that you know. I got to make sure that you know that, that, that you're loved. I need you to make sure that we're good. God says, I need you to make sure that we good. Say, God, we good. Because I don't need you to be the type of person that when I bless you, you forget about me. I bless you with the opportunity and now you can't serve. I bless you with the opportunity and now you can't give. I bless you with the opportunity and now you can't keep God first. God says, I'm not going to give you something that's going to separate us. So I need to take you through some valleys and see if you'll praise me in the valley. I need to take you through some dark nights and see if you'll worship me in the dark nights. I need to let you go. Your prayers are working, but I need to make sure that when I give it to you, it's not going to separate us. I need you. I need you to make sure. I need you to make sure that you know, watch me, that you are what I say you are. I don't need you to let the labels people put on you. Because you know what's funny? Everybody got an opinion. And can I help you? Here's what I learned a long time ago. Never take constructive criticism from people who haven't constructed at your level. 
Until you've built what I've built at the level I've built it, please keep your opinion. To, that's your opinion. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Look at your neighbor. Stop. Say, stop listening to everybody. Everybody got an opinion. Build something, and then I'll hear what you got to say. Be consistent in something, and I'll hear what you got to say. Last some years, and I'll hear what you got to say. Other than that, I don't want to hear what you got to say. I, I need to make sure. I need to make sure you have the skills. Because you can't just walk into your next talking about I need you to be able to and say, now take this, put this over here, move this over here. We need to get this set up. I need to do this. See, what if I told you your factory was making sure you had the skills necessary so that when you get to where you're going, you won't just be spiritual, you'll be successful. Why? He makes us kings and priests. We're spiritual and successful. We're both and. I need you. I need you. I need you. Somebody say, I'm in the factory. I need you to see you're favored. <laughs> and the only way to know that you're favored is when you're frustrated. Frustrators are revealers of favor. Now, I think I'm done preaching right here. Because frustration is the chasm or the difference between my expectation and my realization. The only way that I know that I'm favored is that I'm frustrated, but I'm still doing good. I'm frustrated, but I'm still winning. Is there anybody in this building or online where you can say, I got some areas, I'm frustrated as heck. But when I check the records, I'm still doing good. I'm angry as all get out. But when I check the records, I'm still doing amazing. Prophesy to somebody close to your testimonial soul and say, you are favored by God. What is favor? It's preferential treatment. Joseph didn't know he was favored until he was in a pit that should have killed him and he made it. Joseph didn't know he was favored until he was sold into slavery but became the leader of the house. Joseph didn't know he was favored until he was locked up in prison but became the warden of the prison that he was in. You know you're favored when what they try to use to kill you, you end up running. You know you're favored than what, what they try to use against you. You'll take their gossip and say, wait a minute, let me start a business with what you... Because somebody close to you, please say, you are favored by God. So we think that this is going to be a straight shot. But sometimes the lessons, he doesn't even leave you in the classroom. You got to take this home with you. And God says, you're going to have to take this. Watch me. You're going to have to take this same lesson, but I'm going to make you do it in new places. Around new people, around new things. Ready? Because sometimes the lesson is not just going to be in one place. God says, I'm not sending you on a straight line journey. This one has straight lines, twists, turns, ups, downs. Because predicated upon how big what you prayed for is. You ready? This is going to shout me. What you asked for is multifaceted. There's not just a graduation cap, there's a tassel. Two different processes. There's not just a tassel, there's the, uh, there's the stole, there's, there's the robe. Watch me, there's a foundation to this. What are you trying to say? There's a zipper right here, which means God says, well, make sure that you're covered in everything that you do. All of that has different processes. 
So I need you not to quit simply because you don't see all of it yet. Here's your next shout, 915. I know my prayers are working because while I don't see everything I asked for, I see progress in what I asked for. I need to make sure I'm in the building with some progress people and I'm online with some progress people. If you can say it ain't everything that I asked for, but it's certainly some progress in the right direction. Release a praise for three seconds right there. Go three, two, progress, progress, shout progress. So look at me, so look at me, so look at me. First John 5, 14, we're almost done. First John 5, 14. If we ask anything according to his word, which is his will, he hears us. So when we pray, you'll notice when I pray, I always attach scripture. Why? Because this verse, this verse says, I can't just ask. I have to ask according to his will, which is his word. And the Bible says, if you attach word to what you ask for, what is the last part of this verse say? He hears us. Look at me. He heard you. One of the things that really aggravates me is if I'm speaking to someone and they don't acknowledge that they heard what I said. Because if I'm speaking, I talk fast already. And I need to know that you heard what I said. Because after I say it, my mind has moved on to the next thing I'm supposed to do. <laughs> you ever said something to somebody and, and they didn't say anything like, did you hear what I said? Sometimes you got to get aggressive with people. Because you said, you standing right here. Now, you know you heard what I said. Did you hear me what I said? If we ask anything according to his will, what does the Bible say? He hears us. Look at me. Look at me. Stop thinking God didn't hear you. He heard you. He just started the process. Here's, here's, here's what he doesn't understand. Since there's always been a factory in between what you prayed for and what you produced, what you prayed for and what you got, since there's always been a factory, why are you acting like there shouldn't be a factory for this? Say, he heard me. Okay, watch me. Look at it, verse 15. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, if you don't shout off of this underlined part, I see it at 1115. We know that we, we ain't about to see. We're not getting ready to get. My prayer was the announcement of an end, which means since he heard me, we already have. Good night. I got to go. We already have the request that we made of him, which means when I prayed for this, God says, you got that. All you got to do is go through the process. All you got to do is go through the factory. Slap somebody, high five, say, you already have it. He's not fixing to do. He's not getting ready to do. Mm -mm. What you asked for. Now, what you asked for it for if you didn't want him to do it. moment you prayed for it, God said, since you attached the Bible to it, done. Now, I just need you, it's so simple, right? 
Because I'm just waiting on God to do something. God is like, do what? He says, I'm waiting on you to get through the factory. And maybe if you stopped stopping, you'd stop having to start over. Because too many of you, when the factory gets a little difficult, you abort and go back to the beginning. And God says, you've been the source of some of your delay. Some of your delay ain't been God. But here's what I love about it. But every delay is to my benefit. We know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Say it's a done deal. Let's push it further. A lack of prayer is actually sin, which means to make mistakes. 1 Samuel 12, 23, that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray. Which means when you just say, I'm not going to pray because it doesn't work, God says, well, that's actually creating sin. That's actually error. But then let's go further. A lack of prayer will not change your situation. Uh, uh, John 4, 2 says, you have not because you ask not. So, so why is this so important? Because some of you are expecting things that are not in the factory. Let's back it up. Well, God know what I need. Okay, that's irrelevant. Did you ask for it? The purpose of prayer is to invite heaven to invade and interfere with the affairs of the earth. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, let us make man in our own image and our own likeness. Let them have dominion over the earth. Which means for God to involve himself in anything in the earth, he must be invited. You missed it, so I'll talk over here. I'm going to come back. Y'all get it ready next time, okay? For God to invade and interfere with anything in the earth, he must be invited. How do you know? What did Jesus pray? Thy kingdom come, which means it ain't came yet. Thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven, which means if you don't invite him into the situation, there's nothing that's going to change in your situation. Because he gave us dominion over the earth. Sometimes people get mad. If God's such a loving God, why did he let this happen? That ain't got nothing to do with him. He's sovereign. He's not a controller. Sovereign, God controls everything. That is not true. That is not scripture. A sovereign, uh, the, the closest example I could give you in modern times is the nation of England, which is really a constitutional monarchy. So that's not the best example, but it's the closest one that most can relate to. Um, the, the, the late queen, she was the sovereign. Say sovereign. Does that mean she controlled every single thing that happened under what she ruled? No, because she appointed people at different levels to run it. When God made this earth, you think this is all he made. He's the God of the universe, which means this is one part and one facet of everything that he has created and done. But when it comes to this earth, do you know who says run it? We run it, which means God said, why y'all complaining to me? I gave you authority. Now, if you want me to get involved, you're going to have to ask me to get involved. You have not because you asked. But when I ask God to get involved, that means super's about to hit my natural. That means power's about to hit my situation. Come on, open up your mouth and say, God, get involved in every situation in my life and make it work for my good. So if you grew up in church, you were taught that. We're just about done. That God's in control of everything. God's in control. He's a sovereign. He, he does not, con watch me, he gave us dominion and authority over the earth. Okay? Which means if there's something that you don't like, he said, do something. I'm just waiting on God. God says, I'm waiting on you, ninja. God, when are you going to do something? When are you going to ask me? God, when are you going to heal my body? Some people are expecting healing you've never asked for. 
You're expecting your family situation to change, and you never, never asked for it. You're expecting your family members to get saved, and you've never asked for them to get saved. You have not because you ask not, which means this. Let's reverse that. Say reverse, reverse. I'll have because I asked. Don't be mad at me because I asked for it and you didn't. Would you elbow somebody and say, you might as well ask for what you want? Uh-uh, I need you to elbow somebody that's going to put a praise behind it. Elbow somebody else and say, you might as well ask for what you desire. So I'm the type of person that if I want something, I'm going to go get it. So the other day, the other day, the other day, and yeah, I was in Atlanta. We were traveling. We need, I needed to see something. And they said, well, uh, they said, well, so-and-so, so-and-so, we couldn't get a hold of so-and-so. So we were at, we were at the particular property. I said, well, I want to see it. And I said, well, let's just go up there. And so we out in the parking lot. I said, let's come over here. And the per- person with me, and they said, oh, Bishop, you're stretching me. I said, let's go. I said, said, I see somebody in there. I said, okay, good. But let's, let's call them. Let's ring the doorbell. Let's knock. I said, I'm here. And I said, since I'm here. I'm going to get what's on the other side. I pray that a boldness rise up on the inside of you. You here, you might as well get everything God has for you. All the health, all the blessing, all the breakthrough, all the favor, all the wisdom, all the glory. Would you open your mouth and say, I might as well get what I came for. I- you sitting here waiting. Well, ain't nobody going to give it to me. I'll go get it. But they ain't call me back. Call him back. But I don't want to be a pest. Do you want it or not? Because sometimes the reason you don't have what you want is because pride keeps you in a position where you don't pursue. And I pray that God lock a pursuit on the inside of us in this second half. That whatever we see that we desire, that we're going to pursue that thing until we possess that thing. Let's go. We got to go. So the question becomes, what is prayer? The word ask means to pray. So what is prayer? It's three forms of direct two-way communication with God. Who remembers the Nextel two-way connect phones? Come on. Remember, remember, you thought you was doing it too with Nextel. And you do your little two-way walkie-talkie conversation. To be honest, in hindsight, it's stupid. Because why not just call them? Because you got to get them on the two-way. They got to have their two-way on. Got it? But pay attention. It's, it's a direct two-way communication, which means God says this is direct. Watch me. This doesn't have to filter through anybody. This is direct. Say so It's direct communication with God. First Timothy 2.1. We're almost done. It, there's three types of prayer. Number one, supplications. This is when you pray for other Christians. When you pray for another believer, that's a supplication. Think of a supplication like a supplement. It's adding to what they do. It's not replacing what they do. Okay? Then to pray. That means to ask for yourself. This means I'm praying for myself. I've made a request for myself. Some of you are good at praying for other people. You ask for nothing for yourself. Are you ready? And you think you're being deep and holy because of that. I don't ask for anything for myself. Just whatever the Lord wants to do. So you know what you got? Whatever. I pray that for those of you who pray for everybody else and never pray for yourself, that in this second half, you'd go for you. It doesn't mean you stop praying for other people. It just means, God, while I'm praying to get other people blessed, God, I'm going to need to put it in my list too. For every person where I'm speaking to you, where you always praying for everybody else, but you never pray for yourself, lift your hands, open up your mouth, and say, in the second half of this year, I'm going for myself. 
Have you ever noticed on an airplane, here's what they tell you, if there's a depressurization in the cabin, the little mask is going to fall. What do they tell you? Put yours on first. Do you know what they even tell you? If you're a parent, don't put your child's on first. Because if there's a depressurization, if you put your child's on first, by the time you get their, theirs on, they're going to have a parent that's not breathing. And for some of you, you've been so concerned with everybody else that you haven't even paid attention to the fact that your mask is not on. And so they breathe in, but you're not. Third, intercessions. This is to pray for somebody without access to God. Intercession. Now, the scripture teaches us in John 9, 31, that the only prayer that is heard of an unbeliever is the prayer of salvation. That's why prayer is a privilege. It's not a right, 915. Prayer is something we get to do. It's not something that we have to do. Say, I get to pray. Which means when we pray, it is literally a privilege because everybody can't pray. Everybody doesn't have access to God. You got the direct connect. You got the direct connect to God, which means he knows my voice. So when I cry, he knows what's going on, son, what's going on. When you pray, he knows exactly what you sound like. Look at me. Prayer is a command. If you grew up in church, you were taught that there was a special elite group of people who were the intercessors okay and i'm not knocking those that choose to approach it that way but that's not what the bible teaches there's there's no gift of prayer i got the gift of prayer it's not one it's not a gift that's like love i got the gift of love it's not a gift it's a command so prayer is a command too which means I, I just don't have the gift of prayer like so and so all they knew is a lot of scriptures that ain't a gift they just know how to do it fast because they know a lot of bible looks your neighbor say prayer is a command which means, watch me, when I'm, God commands us to pray. So your prayer may not sound like my prayer, but both of our prayers need to make sure we're addressing God. Number two, needs to make sure that we are attaching scripture. And you may not say it like me. You may not pray it as fast as me. You may not throw tongues in your prayer when you pray. You may not walk the flow like I walk when I pray. Watch me, but prayer is a command, which means it's something we are all supposed to do, which takes me to this last set of scriptures, Luke 18 and 1. Say, prayer is a factory. Bible says they are to always pray and not lose heart. I need you to say heart like you're from South Central Los Angeles. Say heart. H-E-A-U-R-R-T. Heart. Okay? Ready? Let's say it. Say it. Heart. They ought to always pray and not lose heart. Heart in scripture means your mind, which means if I pray all the time, I'm not going to lose my mind. And for some of you, you keep saying, I can't wait to pray about this tonight. Why wait till tonight? Do it right now. You can be driving down the street in your car praying. You can be at the checkout counter. And some of you, that's when you need to pray the most because that's when you turn up the most. Father, help her and help me, Lord, in Jesus' name. You can pray anywhere. You can pray anywhere at any time. Verse 2, he said in a certain city, which means no matter what you're in and no matter where you're at, prayer can change it. Let's go. There was a man, there was a judge, which means this woman is dealing with a man that's in a seat of power, which means my prayers are so powerful. You may have more power than me, but my prayer has power over you. I'll come over here. You may be in a seat of power, but my prayers are so powerful, my prayer has power over you, which means I ain't never scared because I got prayer that can go above your head. Touch somebody so your prayers can go above their head. It'll go above your boss's head. It'll go above your doctor's head. It'll go above the judge's head. It'll go above a politician's head. Let's go. Let's go. It says, who neither feared God nor respected man, which means the odds are against this woman. This is a widow woman. It's a parable, which means Jesus tells a parable, which is a story to illustrate a principle, but he tells it so well you can actually see this really happening. 
the odds were stacked against her, which means you need prayer the most when the odds are stacked against you. Could it be that God has let the deck be stacked against you because he says, I need to pull prayer out of you like I've never pulled it out of you before. I need to show you that prayer can change things for you. I need you to show you that prayer can change the situation. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And my prayers are going to make God change their heart towards me. In this second half, hearts are about to turn towards you. In this second half, resources and favor are about to turn towards you. Say the odds were against her. And there was a widow in that city. So think of it. Her current status is that she's a widow which means that her husband, which in that culture would have been the source of her income, is gone, which means she is living on a fixed income and her current status doesn't look good. Her past achievements suggest that she had something, but now she's going through a valley. So here's a woman in a valley, watch me, and her current status, her current situation suggests that she's not going to get out of that valley. She's not going to get out of that situation. So she's got doubt about her future. Her situation doesn't look good, but watch this Bible. Who kept coming to him, which means she was persistent. And for many of you, here's your issue, is you prayed for it once, and you said something once, and then you didn't do anything else with it thereafter. Here's how it works. I pray for it once, and then every day thereafter, I thank him for what I prayed for. So if you pray to get out of debt, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that I owe no man anything except to love him. That's Sunday. On Monday, Father, I thank you that I owe no man anything except to love him. Tuesday, Father, I thank you that I owe no man anything except to love him. Wednesday, I thank you. I keep thanking him until I see it with my own eyes. Let somebody say, be persistent, please. She kept saying, which means she kept asking because she's going to a judge. So this is teaching us about prayer. Watch this. Give me justice against my adversary. What scripture was she basing this off of? Deuteronomy 32 and 35. The Bible says that vengeance and recompense belong to the Lord. Vengeance is when God deals with your enemy for what they did to you. Recompense is when God pays you back for what they did to you. She's basing her argument and basing her prayer off of scripture. And what did we read earlier? That if we ask anything according to his will, which is his word, we, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we have. But what's her factory? You're going to have to keep knocking. What's her factory? You're going to have to keep traveling. What's her factory? You're going to have to keep interviewing. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. What's her factory? You are going to have to be persistent and you're going to have to be consistent. Pay attention. Her prayer didn't differ because of delay. You know what happens for many? When you don't get what you asked for, you change what you asked for. When it doesn't show up as fast as you think it should show up, then you change what you asked for. So you may be persistent, but you're not consistent. Say, God, make me both. Her prayer didn't differ. Every day it was, give me justice against my adversary, according to Deuteronomy 32, 35. Nope. Give me justice against my adversary, according to Deuteronomy 32, 35. Nope. Give me justice against my adversary, according to Deuteronomy 32, 35. Nope. Here's what some of us do. Just give me a good day. Where I don't remember what that mark did to me. So when your prayer changes, you watch me, you reset the factory. So now God's like, oh, so you don't want 
this. Oh, okay. You, you don't want none of that. Okay. So let me just, everything I was getting ready for you, you, you don't want none of that. You don't want none of that. Say, Lord, make me persistent and consistent. It didn't change because of the delay, and it didn't change because of the circumstances. What kind of woman is this where she keeps getting a no and just says, okay, I'll be back tomorrow. What kind of man is this where you keep getting disappointment, but you wake up the next day and say, oh, today might be the day. I pray that God restore your hope. That wherever you've given up and wherever you've thrown in the towel, you snatch that bad boy back. We're almost done now, 15. Say, make me persistent and consistent. Verse 4, we're done. Verse 4, while he refused, he did this for a while. Say, delayed. For a while, he said no. But the factory was working. It was producing something in her. You ready? but it was changing something in him. Because if he don't respect God nor man, that means this is going to have to be a miracle. He didn't care that she was a single mama. He didn't care. He didn't care that she was a widow. He didn't care nothing about that. No, he didn't care. So since he didn't respect God nor man, the factory had to change her and had to change him because she needed to realize they put this label on you that you're less than because you're a widow. I need to get that up off of you, and I need to change the heart of this man that is against you. Say, prayer is a factory. Say it now, 15. Say, prayer is a factory. So he said, look at this. We're done. He said to himself, he said to himself, I don't fear God, nor do I respect anybody. Verse 5, 915, there's only two verses left after five. If you don't shout, and all I need is one shout for me. You ready? Yet. Okay. In this second half, you're about to get some yets. We weren't going to do that yet. <laughs> we weren't going to say yes yet. Yet, because this widow keeps bothering me, you got to be so persistent and so consistent that when they see you coming, they're like, just give them what they want because they're not going to stop. I wish there were some unstoppable people in this building. I wish there were some unbreakable people online. Say, I'm unstoppable. She will not stop bothering me. So I'm going to give her justice. Exactly what she asked for. Because she's beating me down by her continual coming. Your prayers, our prayers have to be so persistent and so consistent that even after seeing nothing that resembles what we asked for, we are audacious enough to ask and thank again. Say prayer is a factory. Verse 7. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay over them? So pay attention to the verse. God says part of your consistency and your persistence is that you didn't just pray this once a day. 
I heard you ask for that thing multiple times in the day. I heard you thank me for that thing multiple times in the day. You did it in the morning. Then when you thought about it at noon, lunch, you prayed again. You thanked me again. Then when you were driving home, you thought about it again. You prayed and you thanked me. And then when you got to that evening, you prayed and you thanked me. This, this, this thing has been persistent all day. It's been consistent all day. Here's your shout, verse 8. I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Okay. Everybody stand on your feet in the building and the line. You standing? Yes, sir. Okay, in this second half, I need you to make this declaration. Say speedily. speedily. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that what was delayed in the first half, that it would manifest speedily in the second half. I pray that where we experience circumstances contrary to what we prayed for in the first half, that it would happen speedily for us in the second half speedily. The Bible says it's going to happen speedily. We said this a few months ago. We need to release it again. Sudden, fast, forward movement. Say it, Sunday. Sudden, fast, forward movement. Say it again. Sudden, fast, forward movement. Say it again. Sudden. Say it again. Say it again. Speak it over your life. Speak it over your finances. Speak it over your family. Speak it over your faith. Now shout about it right there. Sudden fast forward movement. Sudden fast forward movement. Sudden fast forward movement. Look at somebody tell them. Sudden fast forward movement. And the answer's about to hit your inbox. And your phone's about to ring. And you're about to get a text. And your name's about to be brought up. And what you struggle with for years is about to open up for you quickly. Sudden, fast, forward, movement. Say it, y'all. Say it, y'all. Say it. Sudden. Say it again, sudden. Say it again, sudden. Say it again, sudden. In the second half, it's going to happen for you speedily. Speedily. Why, Bishop? You survived the factory. You prayed for it, had to go to the factory to start the process. You walked through it in January, February. March. Can we keep it 100? For many of us, our factory goes back some years. That's because what you were producing wasn't small. What you were producing wasn't little. What you're producing wasn't going to be insignificant. It took longer because it was bigger. An elephant, when they produce a child, they only have one child every, every few, few years, juxtaposed to other animals that can produce in months, some in weeks. There was a meme going on social media a couple years ago about an elephant having a conversation with a dog, and the dog said, I've had a bunch of babies since you've been pregnant with one. The elephant looks back to the dog and says, well, what you, what you produce just barks. 
What I produce, when it hits the earth, it moves the earth. I need you to touch the person on your left and your right. Touch them on the shoulder in the building and online. Say, what you prayed for was so big, so significant. It took a little longer. But I prophesy over your life. It's producing. It's manifesting in this second half. Praise reports are coming out of your life. Say it. Praise reports are coming out of your life in this second half that are going to be big, huge, mind-blowing in Jesus' name. go we gotta go but i feel a dance for about 30 seconds if you're excited about what's on its way to your house i need you to release a praise right there 915 in this building and online go speedily Sudden, fast forward movement. Yes, sir. We got to go. We got to go. Heads about eyes closed. I release 24-hour miracles. I release 24-hour turnarounds in this atmosphere and online. I pray that 24 hours from now, miracles are going to manifest. Prayers will be answered. What we've been waiting on is going to show up. It's going to fall in our lap. What's been delayed will manifest speedily. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that, say, Lord, send it right here. Say, I'm standing by God. Consistent. Persistent. I'm ready. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at, today's your day. Nothing that I just said applies to you unless things are right with God. And I need you to get things right with God. He's not mad at you. He's not angry with you. He's not trying to beat you up or throw you down. He loves you and loves you to life. God is not angry with you. Somebody posted, I did a, a reel about that several months ago. Somebody posted a comment, God can't be angry at you. You should read your Bible. His anger is for a moment. But his favor is for a lifetime. He loves you. Say, he loves me. And today, if you're in this building or online, you need to become a Christian for the worst time. Or secondly, you need to recommit yourself to the Lord. Or thirdly, you need, like Bishop Holman, I don't really know where things are at with God. I'm not certain. If I was to pull a relationship status, it would say it's complicated. Today, I need you to make sure you know what that is. Christianity is not religion. Religion is man's unsuccessful attempt to reach God. Christianity is God's very successful attempt to reach us. Today, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. In this building, you slip your hand up on three online. You do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, respond. Wherever you're at. Harvest, we're a church that celebrates people coming to the Lord. Online, you just do that hand wave emoji. Say it's me. I've got online ambassadors on every platform watching for your responses. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. 
Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You just pray that prayer. Take your phone out. Scan the QR code at Text Harvest to 55498. Enter the option for salvation. Let me walk you through. Now that you've prayed this prayer, recommitted yourself to the Lord, let me walk you through what to do next. I don't want to leave you at the altar, so to speak, where you don't know what steps do you take next. Let us walk you through that process. Secondly, some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. Anything uncovered spoils. And if you needed help understanding that, go watch Wednesday's message and last Sunday's messages. That'll help you. But you can be anywhere in Denver. In Atlanta, across America, around the world. The majority of Harvest has never, ever been in a building, and it is a blessing. It's amazing to me. We didn't even know years ago when we started hybrid with apps and sites and all of that, we didn't even know that we were producing something that when 2020 would hit, it would change the whole way that things happen, but that we would see more and more people come to the Lord throughout that. So if you want to be part of the family, you say, Bishop, how do I know you're my shepherd? That's how you know. He says, sheep know the voice of their shepherd. He give you shepherds after his own heart. So you text Harvest to 55498 or you scan that QR code. Did y'all get some out of this word today? You don't know what the person next to you is dealing with. Can you just touch them one more time and just tell them, say, I pray 24-hour miracles for you. Say, I pray you see something happen that blows your mind in the next 24 hours. I just heard the Lord say, for somebody, your mother who treated you horribly is about to apologize to you. It's going to be a miracle for you because that's always been a rough, tight spot for you. Guys, I could go, but I got I to gotta let you out. Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. God, I want to prophesy. I have to get it at the 11.15. Got to get it at 11.15. Come on, if you came in late, you weren't able to give your tithes, offerings, first fruits, get that ready. If you're going to sow the seal, since May of 2022, the Lord had me every prayer, every service, and we call them experiences. He said, I want you to challenge the people to sow a specific seed and to name that seed. And since May of 22, he said, son, if you obey me, I'm going to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. And ever since May of 2022, that's what I've done. And we have created more six and seven figure new earners in that short period of time. Did you hear what I just said? Six and seven figure. Did you hear what I said? Earners. Since May of 2022, and to God be all the glory for that. Again, remember, we don't chase cash, cars, and clothes. That's, don't at all get this twisted. We're blessed to do what? Be a blessing. Here's our seed today. Whatever you're going to sow, I want you to put an 8 in it for Luke 18. Maybe you do 28, 38, 48, 58, 108, 1,008, 8,000. Whatever you sow, put an 8 in it for that verse. And what is the name of this seed going to be? This is your factory seed. If you want to do 80, I'm sowing 80 at the first service. I'll sow something else with an 8 at the 11.15. Just put an 8 in it. Lord, speak to your people what they're to sow. Put an 8, and it's your factory seed. Your prayer announces the end that begins a process. That is so simple. But how many know that's revelation? So it's not, there's not, nothing wrong. It's just going through the factory. Um, whenever, whenever I travel and they say we took a little longer because we needed to check some stuff out on the plane, I'm like, good. Check everything out. I had to, I had to go through um, the regular security the other day because of something. And when, I had to go through, when I had to go through the regular security uh, the other day, it ended up, uh, you know, I just 
You have to take my shoes off and all that. I, you know, look at the neighbor and say, thank God for pre-check. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, you got to take all my stuff off and, you know, they touching all on you and things. And, uh, but, <laughs> you know, but anyway, so time to go through that. And, and, uh, and so as I was going through all that, they were doing all that and something beeped and said they had to do all these extra checks. And they're like, we apologize. I said, don't apologize. I said, please check me and everybody else that something beeps because I want to make it to where I'm supposed to go. What does that have to do with your factory? Is that it may take longer, but God's just making sure it's right. Speak this over your life. Say, it's going to be right. You don't want them to rush for the godly spouse you prayed for. Because when they show up, they're going to be a mess. Get that thing right. So when they show up, I'm like, check, 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 check. Let's go. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and the line. I love you, 915. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. All things work together for my good. Favor finds me. My prayer is a factory. When the factory is working, I'll see it with my own eyes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bastards are passing here at Grape Street. Once you give, you're totally free to go. I'll be down front in a moment to just meet and greet you, and then I'll be doing a digital meet and greet on Instagram. Let's do it together. Everybody, love God, love people, and love life. I love Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498. We'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.